0: Welcome back to the episode of Supporting the Cult with Karis. I'm Karis Saunders and today I was chatting to Brendan from Culloan Distillery. They are a craft Irish distillery best known for their whiskey and their potching, among others. And we spoke about how they're setting a new standard in the industry, their cult following, and why they want to stay small. So make sure to go and have a little moozy at their page. Everything will be linked down below if you want to treat yourself. And let's go chat to Brendan.
1: Yeah, so the study was founded by myself, Liam Brogan and Shane McCarthy. There was three of us and uh, we come from three different backgrounds. I'm an architect by trade originally. Liam is a chartered accountant and Shane worked in finance in the likes of Wall Street and other places. And uh, we just uh, all took a new path into into the whiskey production world we were in school together as children as well childhood friends if you like
0: lovely what was the big kind of inspiration to go into whiskey because obviously you're very different paths hmm. so how did you kind of all come back together for it
1: well the, the lads had a company called Ireland craft beverages and they were exporting craft beers from ireland and sent them around the world because at the time there was a lot of potty wackery going on around the world Irish bars were were dodgy places that weren't as classy as they are today I feel like there's also people were just shooting back Jameson shots in America that nobody had any idea of the quality of Irish produce and that was Shane's ambition was to, to change that and mm-hmm. um, when I was in Australia at the time as an architect I tasted a two year old whiskey from Battlegrove Distillery in Tasmania and I thought it was just as good as a 20 year old pot still from Ireland that's what happened then I, I thought Do you know what I'm just going to go back and make this in Ireland but the, the main big difference is that the current legislation for pot still whiskey only allows for 5% oat ryan wheat whereas okay. traditionally it was up to about 30% oats oh, wow. so we were Making these historical style mashbills like you know old cumber. Things that made Irish whiskey massively famous over the years, but have since been legislated out of existence, if you like. And uh, for us it was a bit of revivalism but a contemporary twist to it as well.
0: Fantastic. So you started with whiskey, but you have since expanded, do you know, into rum gin, potching. What was the mm. process like there? Do you know? Did you always want to expand or do you want to keep it to initially whiskey?
1: Yeah, it's mostly whiskey and potching. In fact, okay. and, uh, and the potching or our other native spread in Ireland mm-hmm. it's something that we should be very proud of. It's our only unique culinary heritage, if you like. <laughs> and we have a shared history with Scotland, of course, in whiskey. So, looking at poaching and, and celebrating it was a massive part of, of our mission. And we've been very successful over the past year. Uh, a lot of people might not know about quality poaching at the moment, but It's a bit like Mezcal was 15 years ago. And there's a lot of potential now in it as a result. Yeah, gin's good. Gin's fun as well. We love making gin. So it's always been in the business plan from the start. Okay. So we make gin and vodging and whiskey. But then we do delve into other things for a bit of fun. We make rum maybe once or twice a year. Mm -hmm. And uh, we get a series of different casks for it. It moves its way through a load of different casks, which means then that we've got these lovely fresh rum casks for finishing our whiskey in. And uh, outside of the rum, then, we... uh, we also make a little bit of coffee liqueur, uh-huh. which is basically potching inside okay. coffee bean cask. Amazing. And uh, whenever we add sugar afterwards, it becomes a liqueur mm-hmm. as required by law. That's a rather big product, yeah.
0: Lovely. I love that you have kind of combined the potching into the liqueur as well and kind of kept it um, super Irish.
1: Mm, exactly.
0: <laughs> Good stuff. What would an average day look like for you Brendan? Because I'm sure you must be absolutely flat out.
1: Yeah, well we luckily we've got a great team here. So we do, we'll, we've got three full-time staff in the distillery as well so we've Shanda who takes care of uh, most of the administration stuff for us and then we've Hugh who uh, is our distiller here as well. So our distilling is very hands-on. But a typical day in the distillery is come in, you open the door and you get to work for 7am say, and uh, that means firing up your stills running a mash, so mashing in all of your grains in the water juicing that wort the wort is like a sugary substance that becomes okay. beer after a few days and then whenever you create your beer it's known as wash you throw it into your pot still once and then you create this produce that's halfway between spurt and beer terrible tasting stuff <laughs> and <then> you re-distill <laughs> that again so after your second time distilling it you get spurt okay. and uh, that's basically what we do and then sometimes we're filling casks Yeah, we're also doing tours doing tastings obviously selling our produce all of us act as brand reps as well and uh, bottling as well we bottle by hand here in the distillery. Oh, wow. so, yeah, you're right. It's absolutely flat out. I tend to do everything, start to finish. And I think that's what people appreciate that honesty, you know, that we have here.
0: No, absolutely. So tell me a little bit about your tours then that you can offer.
1: Mm, there's two types, I suppose. There's ones that we partner with other people in our cluster. We're part of a Visit More cluster, mm-hmm. which uh, is recognised by Tourism NI and Tourism Ireland as well. So we've got an international appeal. So there's one, for instance, where we would work with Paul Cunningham, a very well known chef. He um, owns scores there, for instance, in. Drum. He would come here and do dining experiences with our food, and we would interact in his secret dining experiences in and around the Mourne area. And then there's Niamh Oakes Chocolate, who you know, yes. they're just basically down the lane from us, and actually, and over, you can see them from here. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, so we work closely with them, so we do a combined tour with them down in their place, and we have their chocolates made with our packaging. There's lots of things that we do. The other tour, I suppose, is there's a guy called Peter Rafferty who does walk the Mournes, mm-hmm. it's called Hiking havens. So you hike over the mountain and then you come down in here for a few half and the hot whiskey and it's great fun and there's a local uh, piper plays tunes for them. And then there's our court tour. You know, up to say fifteen people are allowed to come in here and they get shown the process and then okay. they get samples, watching whiskey and gin. Oh, fantastic. And again we make music for them and everybody enjoys themselves and has their fiddle and goes away home merry.
0: Happy days. Um, well you mentioned the Euronogs there and obviously you're working your potching with our delicious chocolate. Is there any other brands or businesses that you've done kind of collaborations with? that
1: way apart from more larder which is paul cunningham's business you know yeah we do quite a lot with him but those are always unique every time the one-offs we keep our, our, our partners tight you know
0: yes is there anyone that you would like to collaborate with in the future or do you think kind of keep it very close-knit
1: yeah there's another probably a business in the area here as well she, she's making jewellery so we're thinking about doing something like that you know might be a nice touch yeah uh, as well there's another artist as well in Dublin Francis Levy if anybody's ever in Temple Bar in Dublin there's a beautiful art gallery called Fab Cow and he's a phenomenal artist and he's a massive flag player for punching. so he launched Ireland's first poaching fest Festival last oh, year, wow. which sold out two events and uh, really helped put Pochin on the world stage. Yeah. Francis is uh, working with us on some art collaborations as well
0: fantastic what has been the biggest challenge that you've all faced since you started then
1: would say cash flow yeah,
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, like any business struggles I yeah. suppose It's basically it was the physical work for the first year or two it was just the absolute physical work of coming in and getting stuck in but luckily then we get the extra staff and we get help luckily as well we come in at the right time to in the industry but there was an appetite for change we are whiskey consumers ourselves so we know the way whiskey consumers think and what they want and what they want is cologne type produce as a result we, I think we've influenced the industry and we've set a standard. A lot of distilleries have started to follow suit and follow through with. It's great. It means you cater for a very small audience. We yeah. don't need to sell millions of bottles here, there and everywhere. We only need to sell a small amount to the right people. That's how we exist. We've uh, developed a cult following, if you like, and they've organized themselves as well. And they're a great bunch. They're really great bunch. They're self-policing as well. And If anybody's messing around or if nobody is, <laughs> it's, it's, it's Mr. They get this. So it's good to have that, you know, return customer base of yeah. these Basically, it's, it's just an extension of personality of the distillery, if you like.
0: Oh, that is so lovely. And I love that you have kind of influenced the market for whiskey as well.
1: I'd say so. It's, it hasn't been without its foes. We're talking about some of the issues, I suppose. Uh, the main issues that we, that we would have had as well were um, there certain statutory bodies, the uh, whiskey lobbies, if you like, trying to complain about us because we're sticking our heads above the of and change industry. So they were reporting us to, you know, government bodies in London, oh, Northern please. Ireland and, and, and Glasgow. These are guys based in Dublin, of course. It's good. I suppose it just makes you work harder. It means yeah. you have another plate in your hands, but uh, definitely don't give up.
0: <laughs> yeah, it keeps you on your toes, yeah? It
1: does. It does, indeed.
0: <laughs> so, on the other side of that, then, what would be your proudest achievement since you started?
1: Yeah, it was uh, the release, because we do a lot of bonding whiskeys. We buy whiskies from different places, and we can blend them together and tell people what it is. And uh, finish them in casks. And um, the thing is, we're very transparent about where the liquid comes from. And that was mm-hmm. something that was missed in the industry when we started off. This uh, bottle I'm holding at the moment is, is known as the bar and so bar tool is Cologne's own distillate, okay. and uh, it means true to origin. Or if you want to, um, clumsily translate it into one English word, you could probably say authentic okay. and uh, bar potling. Is, was, was very well received. It's only three years old. It tastes more like a 15-year-old uh, whiskey. It's just because we make things so carefully and so we dedicate so much time. We've just hit the nail on the head and uh, it was our proudest moment. It was pot still Whiskey in all but name. I'd say 100 years ago, it definitely would have been Potsdell Whiskey. Even 60 years ago, it definitely would have been potstill Whiskey. But unfortunately, with the current uh, corruption and legislation, we just have to call it whiskey. But thankfully, all of our crew know exactly what it is, you know. So we don't need to call it single Potsdell.
0: That's good. Yeah, kind of the people that know, they know the proper stuff.
1: That's it, exactly. (laughs) We're catering to our own people like ourselves, the whiskey whiskey geeks, you know.
0: (laughs) So, Have you always been into whiskey or is it kind of only since the business got up and running?
1: Yeah, actually, we have always been in whiskey and I think alcohol's been big part of the family there's a huge tradition around here potty making on my mother's side we're from the Mourns but my father's side uh, he'll from Donegal and then down into Belfast and then uh, hub ownership was a big part as well of uh, my father's side and they own a bar called the Maple Bar in, in Hollywood mm-hmm. my grandfather did it, and my uncle owns it now so it's, it's probably the most long standing bar that's in, uh, uh, in around Hollywood yeah and, uh, it's got its got some character and clientele as well a bit like this distillery you know and just knowing that knowledge of whiskey obviously it through my father as well and, and into me but, uh, I always enjoyed drinking his as powers as, as a child because powers of always used to be lovely thick pots still in them as well we just used to try to chase those notes in our whiskey um, but I think what, what we've produced is just a much more heavy full-bodied pot still than, than, than I ever set out to achieve which is brilliant you know it's part of the evolution again of the distillery's personality it, it's got a, a mind of its own now at this stage and it just keeps growing Yeah, no, it's
0: absolutely <laughs> yeah. incredible mm-hmm. yeah, no, I grew up and my dad was always be talking about potheen and you know like he would go play pigeon shooting like over in England and stuff and they'd bring potheen over and the boys in England would be like what is this and they'd be like just have a wee drink of this you know (laughs) try and sabotage them so yeah like I've always heard and kind of been like what is this what is
1: this and I'm sure your dad must be very proud of it as well at the time there's two sides to the coin there's some people who shun away from it and they're afraid of it or or, you know there's connotations with maybe poverty or or, or something like that or illicit behaviour but in reality we should all embrace it it's like the glens of Avram were mighty for making it, you know, and yeah. the as well. But in the show was an absolute basti and of pochi making <laughs> back in the day it's something that we should embrace it's something that we really need to be proud of yeah. and I keep saying that the relationship of pochi to whiskey is the same as that of mezcal to tequila and that doesn't just speak of the flavours and uh, that they have in common with each other it also speaks of the trend and, and the potential that there is in the market for really high-end spirits coming out of Ireland we already have one really high-end spirits industry Let, let's create another so yeah. we just need to tear the walls down from, from those from, you know to stop it from happening and get it out there people to embrace it and be proud of it
0: no absolutely and mm. do you have anything coming soon that you can give us a little teaser for like maybe it's another year yeah. or anything
1: well I suppose what we did release just before Christmas was Panger mm-hmm. Panger is a, a lovely patching so there's okay. three of them they released lovely colourful patchings some were finished in PX Sherry casks and some of them were finished in bourbon casks and then there's other ones finished in stout casks but the problem with the reason is we produced quite a bit of it and uh, it's all out and we've none left and we, we really desperately need to put staff off sick at the moment but once they're back we're going to get bottling this stuff and getting it back out there
0: happy day um, so
1: keep your eyes open for it We've an opening day of a trade market so that's not announced yet we just need to confirm the date in Belfast the guys Max and Pearson are brilliant so we're going to launch it's already out in the market but it hasn't been launched yet officially yeah. so we'll do our launch there and it'll be great fun it'll be an all-day event I'm sure so will a lot of you know people were rocking around Belfast yes
0: <laughs> Well, I hope that I can attend. I'll be keeping my eyes out to see the date.
1: Oh, do indeed. Please, I do care. It'll be absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Keep in touch.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And I get to try your famous potching as well.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Packers, we're we're potching out at the moment, you know. I yeah. think this is all sitting the nail in the head and it's got loads of lovely earthy notes, those lovely mezcal notes and that lovely sweetness and fruitiness as well. I think it's it's the perfect drink, you know.
0: Fantastic. And do you have any idea of in the future, like where you would love the business to be? Like five years time, what is the big dream?
1: The short term now is to get a new still can you do the still? But in terms of everyone always looks at trying to grow. I think the secret of clone is that it hasn't grown, you know, so remaining small, nimble, acting like a startup. Our strength isn't in the amount of stock that we have, how many uh, you know, rich lawyers that we can afford. I think our strength is in our support base and the fact that we make quality spirits. Yeah. And uh, that's, I think, as a director as well, I, I'm, I'm comfortable with that. There's other ways that we can grow and be successful, but uh, one doesn't want to be uh, a giant of the industry by any means.
0: No, I love that. Yeah, kind of doing what you know how to do and doing it well. Do you know, you're not trying to take over the world. You're just in mm-hmm. what you
1: do exactly yeah and of course the demand for our produce will continue to grow as a result of that but uh, it's part of our ethos to take care of the people who have been with us from the start so they've organised themselves and they're, we're issuing out membership cards for their group just so that they can have first dibs in the stuff that we produce oh so fantastic
0: that's, uh, <laughs> that's,
1: that's the plan.
0: oh I love it Brandon just to finish up if you had to pick what would be your favourite local businesses
1: yeah both around this area and probably the ones that we partner with uh, Walk the Moons. Uh, Neary Logs chocolate and more Narder for food I don't know if I want to go into premises that sell alcohol or anything like that because there's <laughs> too many favourites you know and An I can't hour. mention hotels and, <laughs> and there's just too many of them that we, we love you know
0: perfect and actually quick question are you stocked anywhere or are you solely on your website
1: no de- definitely we sell the odd thing exclusively via the website but most of the time we sell it on the outside we don't sell it on the website so we respect our consumers so we all quality of the independent off licenses all around ireland and northern ireland and then around the uk as well so in, in terms of belfast for instance you know dc wines are in the voucher or- there's a wee spot down in White Abbey. It's not coming to my head right now. And Vineyard and Norma Road. Yeah. All the way out along Bangor, Control around there, there's a lot of independent off-licenses, which are brilliant. And uh, they all stock us. Quality independent off-licenses and quality bars. There's a few spots as well. You can call in the Bittles in Belfast, mm-hmm. you know, and ask for a clone or um bootleggers in Belfast. They are patchy. Okay. Do our Gloria in their in the coffee liqueurs, so always calling the bootleggers uh, as well, or Martins in Belfast as well. They've yeah. we got a little bit of our stock, so yeah, uh, Horatio Todd's as well, and all those sorts of places. Yeah, more central. But then once you move out to all the other towns, there's always well, at least one or two good bars. Happy uh, day. I could be all, here all day in, the in the morning. <laughs>
0: Isn't Brandon so lovely? I really hope I can make it over to the trade market whenever he's there and try some of his famous potching. But if not, I will definitely be nipping into Biddles or Bootleggers, Madden, Ratio Todd, anywhere in Belfast to try some of their lovely different spirits. And I'll be back next week with a brand new episode.